0: You are listening to Behind the Product, a podcast from Lenore about the people and ideas that are shaping the future of retail. Hosted by Anama K.K. and Abiela Doherty, co-founders of Lenore. Hello, welcome to our first episode of Behind the Product. Hi guys, my name is Abiela.
1: My name is Ona.
0: And we are the hosts of this podcast and the co-founders of Lenore, an online product management platform for fashion, home, and beauty brands. Essentially, what we do is help brands with their design and production workflows so they can work more collaboratively, effortlessly, and focus on actually designing. All right, so let's get into it. Today, we are taking a look behind Delobra. We are with the founder, the CEO, the owner, the woman of many, many, many hats, Frances Metzger. So hi Frances, how are you doing today? Good. How are you
1: guys? It's been a long day to say the least. But yeah, we're doing pretty fantastic. Right? <laughs> so what's going on in your world? Anything um
0: new that you've been working on? House things with the business?
1: Oh man. Okay, the business is
2: good. Um always blessed for that. I mean, I just had my photo shoot for fall, um, our fall collection on Sunday. So new stuff on the way super excited about that but it's been stressing me out i know i said i was good but that's just a cover answer like i'm good but you know i'm stressed really that's what i would just say all the time (laughs) but yeah things going (laughs) now
0: i love that stress but i'm still looking good we love to see it (laughs) (laughs) so i know ona and francis you guys are friends this is the first time i'm meeting francis ona if you want to go into how you guys met
1: yeah, so we actually met in school. It's kind of funny because I feel in freshman year, you do have kids who just say hi casually, but mm-hmm. you're not super deep into friendship yet. We truly became friends after school, after college. And it's been pretty interesting seeing Frances grow and how we kind of started at the same path originally. And was she's doing the same thing. I'm doing something totally, very, very different. And so we... We met in school and the growth of Frances and her brand has been very amazing. She has been honestly doing this, I think, around freshman year or so. Mm. And now just seeing the brand, you know, grow to where it is now, which is honestly amazing. I love it. No, but um,
0: that's amazing to hear from Ona that you've been working on Celebrate for some time. So do you mind going into, I guess, your beginning how you started this whole business? It seems to be going yeah. very well.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, so really, so I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So in college, I was making stuff. So I have another little brand and I would sell bags. And I would sell this cute little stuff. So that's how it really started. But Deluver really started a year ago. So I've been at this brand and what I'm doing now for about a year. And it really came along because I was on furlough. So I work a full-time job. I'm a men's accessories designer um, at a company. So when, you know, the pandemic hit, We were on furlough and I knew I had a brand brewing and I had something in the back of my head that I've been thinking about and working on, but never really had the time to do it. So I was okay, if I'm on furlough, I'm going to do something with this time. So that's what I did. I was able to create my brand. I was able to really put the time that I didn't have because I graduated and then a week later I started working. At have another company designing. So I never really had a gap in between or had any time. It was like, go, go, go. This is the first time I was like, I can do something for myself. And so that's how the brand was born. And I was able to really cultivate it and build this woman's wear brand that's all about minimal aesthetics, but at the same time, a twist. And that's what I'm all about right now. So yeah, I mean... That's really it. And then I really just took my time. I think I was on furlough for three months. So I was able to just from conceptualizing to making the product to literally shooting it on a Friday and then going back to work on a Monday. And so then... It was crazy, but I wasn't even expecting everything that happened during that time. Cause after I dropped it, I was able to just, it builds, it built so much momentum. I was oh shit, I'm back to work. And now I have to like also yeah. run a brand, <laughs> uh, yeah. but still so grateful for everything that happened and everything happens for a reason. So still going now, I'm working full time, but at the same time, I still have my baby and my brand and I'm still growing it. Not at the pace. I always say this, everyone's like you're crazy, but not the pace I'd want it to be growing because I don't have the time, but it's still I'm so grateful for everything it's able to do and I'm able to do with it right now.
0: That's amazing to hear. It's very interesting that you made the most out of the situation that was given to you and you used the time quickly to, you know, be scrappy and use that entrepreneurial spirit. So we love to see that. But I did have a question as far as the pandemic, was it difficult as far as I know um, on the website, it said unique, minimal, handmade pieces. So were you doing everything by yourself? Were you working with people around the world? How was that even with the pandemic? Because usually with physical products, having being there physically and having different people working with you usually is very helpful. So having to be isolated and do everything inside the house and trying to create this business by yourself. How did that work?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was definitely crazy because my first round, I was okay. I had to get samples from overseas. I didn't have any other way because there was, I needed someone to ship samples of fabric. So I was able to at least get a company and they shipped me some swatches and some samples and I would hold some from there, you know, order from there in a small quantity and I was able to build it from there. But when it comes to working with other people, I honestly don't. It says I truly make everything myself and it's made to order at the moment, but then I got to order. So I I'm selling in two stores right now. So those two stores, I can't handle that workload on my own. So that is outsourced um, into a manufacturer in the city that I, I love them and they do such a good job. But yeah, I was just, okay, I cannot like do this anymore. If it comes, you know, large orders, like no but when it comes to my own business from my store ordering from there i'm making everything myself but that's the extent of me working and outsourcing i mean now to have some embroidery and little details so i work with a local guy literally he's two blocks away from me it's so perfect and he embroiders everything for me but that's it and then it's just me in my home sewing guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Very amazing how in the span of a year, you are stuck by like two stars. That is amazing. And I'm sure even staying in Manhattan, having a city in itself that has all the resources to enable you as a designer to succeed, that on its own is a pretty, you know, good place to be as well. Oh,
2: yeah, totally. I definitely agree with that. Being able and I think going to school in the city and knowing the ins and outs and just, you know, interning for different companies and being able to see how they can also be scrappy and who they use and how they can go about doing it really helped me out too. Cause I'm like, okay, I know this is how it looks and I know how I can kind of get there. Still figuring it out myself a little bit, but you know what I mean? There's at least some groundwork like laid for me already. So that's always really help- helpful, just knowing where to go and just being able to be in a city where you can at least get somewhere in 30 minutes. So that's always perfect.
0: Definitely. I always say New York is the most convenient city ever. Anything that you need, and if you need it immediately, you can find someone.
2: <laughs> yes, literally. I think about that with food. That's crazy. My first, I can get anything I want to eat here. Like, that's so yep.
0: easy. <laughs> <laughs> New York can make anything work, and that's, that's my favorite thing about this city. But segueing into that, where do you draw your inspiration from? Because I looked at some of your pieces, your body suits, everything is it's very unique, but also minimal. And I definitely see a lot of intention behind that. So I want to know where your inspiration comes from.
2: Oh, thank you so much to start off. Like, I appreciate it so much, but really I love the female form and I love the women's, bo- women's body. So I just feel, how can you accentuate that with not doing too much, but still making her feel special and different. And so that's really where I pull a lot of my inspiration from because Most of the time when I get dressed, I'm putting together an outfit and it's like, it's calm, it's cool, but it might have a little twist to it. And so I always think about that when I'm designing things that feel different, but isn't too crazy so i that's my go-to when i design there might be some things that are you know off the beaten path a little bit but for the most part i'm always kind of just okay how can i make that sculpturally like feel different or how can i make that if i drop that shoulder how how's that going to feel is it going to be sexy and that's just what i love timeless sexiness is everything to me so that's kind of yeah. where i'm from
0: And I'll even add classic to it because it's the designs, what you said, don't do too much, but just enough to give it that unique feeling. I feel like you make clothes for the everyday woman and even someone like me who's in their 20s, graduated, I feel I fit the aesthetic of what you're making. So,
1: Yeah, I'm thinking 90s, Calvin Klein. Mm. Oh, stop. I love that. <laughs> Definitely giving it. Giving
0: it. <laughs> so we actually have another question for you. What would you say, so you've been doing this for about a year now or a little over a year. What would you say is the hardest part of owning um, a fashion business? Or, and something that you didn't realize going in initially?
2: Hmm. Well, I feel like FIT prepares you for a lot. So I don't know if there's anything where it was just, you know, a surprise, but I think time management is 100% it, especially with me having a full time like day job and then like. No, sometimes i'm just burnt out and i need a week and i can't sew for that week because i just i'm not in it and so i think that's something that i wasn't really expecting i think fit is always like, go 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 you can do anything like but sometimes it's no i actually can't i need to lay down i need to rest and get back up on in another day or two so i think that's something that i think i had to burn myself out to a point where i literally can't do this anymore for me to realize I need to take my time, I need to really make a schedule, like put things in my calendar. And that's something that was completely new to me. Because in college, I think I winged it so much, but hey, I'm here now. But yeah, like, <laughs> so that's definitely something that just caught me off guard. I was like, wait, I literally, maybe I can't do this all by myself. And I did have to get an intern. And even like I said, getting outside help with the manufacturer, because I was, I was gonna do everything myself. And I, my sister had to sit me down one day and she's like, you can't do this. You need to outsource, no, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good idea. So, yeah, yeah, I'd have to say that for the most part.
1: Yeah, I feel like no one really talks about burnout that entrepreneurs face, and it's even worse. Like, if you're just by yourself and you don't have a large team, and you're trying to take your business to the next level, and like, school doesn't, I guess, school prepares you for that a little bit, but um, not really, though. There's there's actually nothing that can be compared to actually having real world experience and actually realizing that you cannot do it on your own you know like that's too much for just one person
0: definitely i would even add that because you know school is kind of a stimulation i would say <laughs> and then the real world is actually real so you know the pressures of maybe you work you have bills people are relying on you you have customers they these are all very real situations and so Sometimes really having to take a step back and really look at things realistically is quite helpful. I thought you said you started out doing everything yourself and you even thought this is something that you can do by yourself. Um, But with time, you were confronted with the realities. Um, I want to know, do you see yourself as a perfectionist? And do you think that may be the reason why you have a hold on, I guess, the whole process of your your business?
2: Yeah. Oh my God. I think that's such a good question. I mean, I don't, I'm definitely someone who thinks I can do everything myself starting off with them. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. But then just like you said, once time actually starts coming along, it's like hmm, girl, you'll lie yourself. But I do, I still love to have that control over all my pieces. I love to be able to touch and feel and be, yes, this is how it's coming out how I want it to. So giving that up a little bit does give me anxiety so I, I can't say I'm a perfectionist though, because sometimes I'm just, I'm just not, yet. <laughs> like, so I, I mean, I think it's a give or take. I think when it comes to the vision and how I want it to come out, that I'm, that needs to be a hundred percent. But when it's actually in the building block stages, I'm more so, I can give or take there. But man, I think i got to work that one out with a therapist. I don't know if I can answer that. First.
0: <laughs> it's funny because as you're speaking about that, obviously... Ona and I are also founders, and we can definitely relate in your shoes, where it is a balancing act and your business is your baby. And so of the whole idea of time is of the essence, or putting together a product or whatever it is that you executed perfectly down the line. So it's it's a balancing act of the two because you want to represent yourself in the best way possible. But at the same time, deadlines, people are relying on you. There's all these other external factors. And so that's something I feel if I were to take the question I asked you to myself of what surprised me was the, I guess, the balancing act and then knowing you're going to have to let go of some things and... Whether that be okay, we're gonna push back our deadline, or maybe that would be okay. It's not gonna be as perfect as it as we wanted it to be, and so it's the decision making process was the biggest thing, and that's what it is being an entrepreneur and being you know, a leader. So I think that's
1: very interesting that you mentioned that. I would say I was also surprised by the amount of emails that someone has to send. Yep, <laughs> email, <Yep. know>,
0: yep. <laughs> lots and lots of emails, of course. I like, I oh,
2: I was, I can't send out all these emails right now. You guys, I, I have a kickback email now. It's hours, fun. <laughs> Two hours. Cause I sometimes not.
0: <laughs> Listen, that makes a lot of sense because sometimes you'll wake up with your inbox on fire, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, nice. So I do have another question before we kind of end this podcast, but... I want to see what your process is, your day-to-day. I know you said you also have a nine-to-five. How do you balance everything and what is your daily process? like? So
2: yeah, I mean, I think even a year in, I'm still figuring out my balance. Because some days I'm really heavily and just have to be with Deluvra and like, I might answer three emails that day and just keep sliveling my little things. they know I'm online. Uh, (laughs) But other days I have to be really in tune with work and I have meetings and I have deadlines. And so it's just, it's a give or take in that sense. But on a daily, I mean, I can say I'm giving, it'll be a weekly basis. So say, okay, I know I have 15 orders to complete and that needs to be done in the next like, you know, 15 days. So that means I'm getting an order done a day. And so it's just that can kind of go that way. Or it really just depends. I'm li- I'm still in that stage where I'm figuring it out. Cause it's like, just like I said, I definitely need um, help. And so I'm just, you know, if it's just me right now, it might just be really a day where I'm heavily going on my emails for Del Louvre. Or, you know, I have people reaching out to me and I need to figure out, okay, like they want a deck. So how can I create this deck of what Del is all about? For this cus you know, so it really just depends, and so I'm not a point. I'm not at a point where it's just like I can focus on the creative aspect. or I can focus on just, you know, this. I have to kind of give and take, and really just kind of play it by ear still. Yeah. And I think that's me being real too, because I feel like people are just, like, oh, you know, like they'll give you the story, but it's just like, no, it's hard. I'm still figuring it out, and it's gonna come together soon enough. But for right now, you know, it's it's a day by day thing, and I might. Yeah lot or I might give a little. And yeah, people people are still here with me. So it's working out.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's definitely a day-by-day process. And I mean, you're doing it one year on. So you seem to have some of it figured out, most of it figured out. And it's a learning process. You know, you don't know everything as you go in. You learn day by day. So I, I, I like hearing that. As far as the entrepreneurship journey, what would be one piece of advice that You would give people that want to start a brand or, you know, even start their own entrepreneurship journey. What's a piece
1: of advice that would be helpful? How would you, if a five-year-old came up to you and said, what's the holy grail advice that you would have for someone who wants to be at the stage that you are right now in life? What would that be?
2: I mean, it's kind of corny, but I think it's a just for it type thing. Don't let the nitty gritty of it all hold you back because you'll figure it out. I feel some people, even though asking questions are, like, well, I don't have this perfect and I don't know all about this yet. And it's just, you don't might not know all of that right now, but you have a vision. It's worth pursuing and if you feel it's going to take you 10 years to get to where you got to go and that's when you want to put it out that's fine but if you're feeling you know right now is your time but you might not have all the answers yet you're not going to know everything and you're going to fall on your butt and you'll be fine and you'll get right back up and I have a really good friend and she always says it too she's all every single time yeah I want to do this and she's like just do it I'm, oh true yeah yes <laughs> so <laughs> that, that always helps me out too. And she's so amazing and she's an amazing business owner. So it's just, yeah. And she tells me all the time, yeah, I did that. She said, like, I had, you know, a thousand dollars and I started my company and life's good. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, if you can do it, me too. So literally if you can do it, me too, or you can do it and I can do it and we can all be rich. So yeah. No,
0: exactly. <laughs> I love that because yeah, that's Nike's stances. Just do it. But Even as you said, you can fall on your ass, whatever it may be. But the fact, even I look at your story of you started, your journey didn't start last year with Delivera. It started really maybe even way before, I want to say FIT, but maybe before that. And you, when you started Delivera, you already had knowledge from all your past experiences. So it's not like you're starting from square one. You're starting from the knowledge that you built up over the years. And so that's how you were able to do it execute so well because of the knowledge you were able to gain over the years. So even you start one thing, try again, start another thing before you know it, you don't start from block one. You start maybe at stage 10 or level 10, whatever it may be. And you just keep going. So I
1: love, I love that. And love hearing your whole story. Yeah. And like life, life is also a learning process and not everybody knows everything, even if you're very well seasoned in your career, as you grow, you learn. As you grow, you also unlearn. So right. that's something that that I'm glad that it's kind of etched into almost everyone's mind.
0: Right, it's and that even this journey. Yeah. Exactly, and that even goes back to what you're saying, Francis, of uh, the just do it. Because I honestly, I feel like for me, and maybe that's just my own um, journey. But I feel like I learned the best by experiences. Maybe I'm just someone. <laughs> People can tell me different things all they want, but unless I do it myself and I'm able to experience it, I can get the the best understanding that way. So I love that. Just do it. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Francis. We don't want to take too much of your time, but we had a pleasure speaking with you and so Francis. yeah, and hearing a bit about your business and your own story. I feel people would take a lot from this um, podcast and learning from you today. So thank you.
2: Yes. Oh my God. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. This is amazing. I love talking to black women who are doing their thing as well. So congratulations on you guys' business. I'm excited to hear more about that. So give it to me when you got it, Ona. I'm ready.
0: So you guys hear that she's going to test our product. <laughs> Lenore.com. <laughs> or <right>, wait, Lenore.io. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Frances. We'll speak Bye. later. Bye. See you guys. Take care.